As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Give Social, a show about helping you improve through inspiration. Each week, we discuss things that make your heart sing through stories, interviews, and debate. Every day, normal people do amazing things in business, charity, or through self-improvement, and we're here to celebrate them. My name's Rob. And I'm Jen. So if you're looking for authentic, down-to-earth, and practical help to build a better life, then we welcome you to the show. And just to make sure you never miss an episode or one of our bonus podcasts that we might sneak in from time to time, don't forget to subscribe through your preferred podcast provider. It's easy and more importantly, it's free. Now, let's get on with the show. So you can't have a show in 2020 without a conversation about COVID-19 and lockdown. Uh, So we're coming out of lockdown now, but life has changed, hasn't it? It has, and we've got the good, the bad and the ugly, but more importantly for us, opportunities that can come through adversity. So we thought it would be a good idea today to take a real life look at COVID-19, what we've learned and how we might have changed as a result, not just me and you, but everybody out there as well. It's based on our own specific experiences, but some of it might sound familiar to other people. So where do we start? Between us, we've picked 10 things that we've learned during lockdown. The first one is... It's doing everything at home. Mm. We quite quickly had to adapt to doing everything at home, working from home. Uh, Mm. And it wasn't just me working from home. Mm -hmm. You were working from home. And also Billy was working from home. (laughs) Well, not so much, but he was at home anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So anybody who doesn't know Billy's our six-year-old child. Mm -hmm. And that got very interesting. But there was some really good stuff. So we didn't have to travel, getting up in our pyjamas, arriving for work in our pyjamas every day. The long commute down the stairs. Yep. Stopping off at the bathroom if you felt like (laughs) you wanted to. Over to the coffee shop. I was going to say, coffees are better. For your Dowagbuts. 
other coffee suppliers are available. Mm. Yeah. And just having a nice leisurely stroll into work down the steps. And <laughs> then there was the whole thing about teams and getting used to doing that virtually. And I say teams because that's the name of one of the ways in which you got to meet your team on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But also there was Zoom, WebEx, Skype, lots of other things. Mm. All uh, that were pretty new to most people as well. Lots of people hadn't really used them very much before. And I think it's been one of those sort of baptisms of fire, really, that if you're not that used to stuff like that, it was tough. You just had to get on with it, didn't you? And just pick it up. But you don't have the office chat like you did in the office. No. So there was there was less of the coffee conversations, shall we say? Water cooler the water, conversations. That's, conversations. That's what I was thinking of. Yes. Yeah. The water cooler conversations. I don't I can't say I've ever had a conversation at a water cooler before lockdown. <laughs> and now we all miss it. So I don't yeah. know what that's about. But I'm yeah. getting more work done though. Yeah. I mean that's a whole different one, isn't it? Mm. Um how much work are we doing compared to before? So you went into an office every day. Mm-hmm. I didn't go into an office every day. Mm. I was normally traveling around what was an average what was an average week for me before lockdown in the last 10 11 months well, it depends if it was it was if it was the the more latterly period of time then you were everywhere you were in at least three or four places around the country in a week yeah so i would a week would normally be me getting up on a monday getting a train down to london mm. uh, i i made a train friend once <laughs> Hi, train friend. Yeah. And then you would, and then I'd be down there probably for a few days. Mm. Then I'd visit a town on the way back. Not, not out of pleasure. I was going to say, making it sound like a <laughs> nice day out at Bath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah. Oh, it's them days. <laughs> Where have they gone? Yeah. Staying in a hotel more often than not. Mm. Getting home on a Thursday or a Friday. Mm. Um, and then going golfing. And then going <laughs> And then going golfing. I miss my time alone. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway. So, and now it is completely different. Mm. I was saying the other day about how at work I'm most confident on a, this, this sounds daft because I'm not a performer, but I, I'm, I'm most confident in on front of- On a stage. Of, on a stage. <laughs> On a stage in front of the room, mm. uh, public speaking, mm. holding an audience, holding <laughs> immensely well, holding an audience, and then suddenly I have to do everything over the phone mm. or the digital phone. That is a thing, though. I found that when you do go and speak at events or you are in a room full of people, even just meetings around a table, you get so much back from people. Just the body language and, you know, you can either you can tell if they agree with you or you can see the flash of dissent across their eyes if it's something they don't necessarily agree with. But you just don't really get any of that. Or you certainly don't get as much of it, I don't think, through a computer screen. What you do get in front of a computer screen when your child's at home and you're trying to work <laughs> is interrupted. <laughs> that is a true story. What are the best things that happened to me? So we had... Let's just check. There's not one switched on in this room, so we're okay. What? We had oh. the request for Alexa to mm. play ACDC at volume Thunderstruck. 10. Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck <laughs> yeah. at volume 10. Yeah. I don't recommend that in the middle of a meeting. <laughs> no. The next thing I don't recommend in the middle of a meeting is for 
uh, a video conference call and having your meeting in the office, which happens to be next to the bathroom, <laughs> and your child wandering in after an accident with the toilet paper. <laughs> that's, we'll just leave that there. We don't, that's probably one of the uh, the most significant <laughs> challenges, <laughs> video conferencing challenges of your lockdown time. They had a thing on Twitter, didn't they, where uh, children became co-workers. Yeah. So people would tweet what their co-workers were doing for the day. <laughs> Today, my co-worker put their fingers through the toilet paper. <laughs> God bless him. Yes. Um, anyway, which leads us nicely into childcare. I think childcare has been fun. Mm. I mean, we're lucky. Let's face it right from the beginning. Let's not pretend that we're really badly done to. No. Uh, we have a child. <laughs> Um, we're together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were both working from home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spent a lot of quality time yeah. with our child. Yeah. It's one of those, you know, you're never going to get that back. You're never going to get that experience in time, in life back. It's going to be one of those things that you remember forever. You know, Billy will always remember 2020 when he didn't have to go to school for three months, four months. We got to tell him loads of things couldn't be done because of lockdown though. Oh Yeah. Fortnite with everybody had gone home because of <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think there was lots, there was lots of good things, but there was a few tricky things too. Mm. And I think we have learned a lot about ourselves during that time. Yeah. Biggest, biggest thing for me with that was proper like mum guilt or parent guilt just from every five minutes saying, yeah, 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 in a minute, in a minute, or mum's just in a meeting, or no, I'll get you a drink in a minute, or just sit there and do some colouring in for a bit, or while I was trying to get work done, and then you stop doing the work to give, you know, Billy some attention, and then you feel guilty thinking, oh, I've not checked my emails for half an hour, or an hour, or whatever it is, and you think, oh, just, so I think it was that, it was just trying to find that balance of trying to do everything all at once at the same time, and those competing demands, so you have got your emails coming through at the same time, with your child, on the other hand, also needing you at the same time. And I think that was tricky. And then... And will be tricky for the next six weeks because it's summer holidays. And then Mm. you had those times where you realised that actually you had been working and your child was in the house and they'd come walking through and they'd look at you and go, have you finished working yet? Oh, (laughs) yeah. Oh, you're not on your laptop again, are you? Who's that on the phone? Yeah. <laughs> Starting to reel off. Yeah, but they start to, exactly, it's when they start to know who's on the phone and they can guess who it is. No, I think the, the homeschooling bit's been really interesting, actually, and, and something that, I mean, it's made me realise one of the things I've learned from this is that I would not want to be a teacher, <laughs> particularly a primary school teacher. Um, I think that is one of the most potentially challenging jobs that there is. Is it? <laughs> I... This this could be one of our first uh, couple of opinions, but it, oh, I think it, about it every day. The, for all the teachers out there listening, thirty kids I, every I, I love day. You, I love you all to bits. Mm. And is it the hardest job in the world? I didn't say that. Okay, so it's challenging. <laughs> Was I putting words in your mouth? I think you were. Okay, um, I have to listen back now. <laughs> is is being a teacher challenging? Yes. Okay, there we go. I- <laughs> <laughs> and he agrees with me. <laughs> No, I'm just, I, if this is why we need video because people will be able to see me looking up into the air. Think, We've both got our arms folded now. <laughs> thinking thoughtfully, thinking thoughtfully, can mm. do that, can't Gosh, you? Can. Yes, thinking thoughtfully mm. about whether being a teacher is challenging. 
I, we had lots of occasions where our child refused to do work. Mm-hmm. We also had lots of occasions where they just got on with it. He did, yes. To be fair, let's not be unfair on him because he did do. Oh, he did. He did do really he did. well. He did try really hard. He was, he was most days. He was very good for the few weeks that we had him. First world problems. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I I do think teachers do a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think parents are at a disadvantage to teachers. Yes. Because children talk back to their parents much more than they talk back to teachers. True. I did have to use the teachers on occasion to say, well, I'll have to tell your teacher you've not done it then. See, and you go, oh, okay. The teachers, okay. the teachers could have made extra money on the side over lockdown. They have these services, don't they, where you get a video message from a celebrity for your birthday. <laughs> yeah. We could have had it where the teachers charged to tell children off. <laughs> yeah. So like £10 a minute. and £10 a minute? Come on, the teachers need the money, Jen. Uh, oh. And the teachers could go on the video and and say your child's name mm. and tell them off for not doing the homework. Yeah. I th- I'd pay for that. <laughs> yeah. I've just thought of that. As, you, as we oh, go. No. <laughs> Somebody get a pad and a pen, yes. write it down. He as, has an idea. As we go through episodes, Rob will come up with ideas on the hoof and it will suddenly become the best idea ever. <laughs> And then if he realises someone's already done it, he will adamantly claim that it was his idea first and they must have nicked it. I did come up with the sink kettle once, but we'll save that for another episode. (laughs) Yes. Ideas Rob had. Yeah. Anyway, other things. Let's talk about other things. So panic buying, that was a thing early on. It was. (laughs) Not we, we didn't do it necessarily, (laughs) but... That was one of the weirdest. But it, think, it only lasted two weeks. People, yeah, it didn't last long, but it, for, for the for the period of time that it did go on for, it, it did unnerve me a bit. Not that, a little bit. So I thought, what do they know that I don't? Like, why do I think everything's kind of going to be all right? But nobody else seems to be comfortable with that. It, it was a strange, let's, let's lay this out on the table for people. Early lockdown, mm. I did all the shopping. Mm-hmm. So I was the one who left the house. Yeah. I don't know why that came into I think being. it was just you being the man of the house. I was going to say my manly Being inst- protective. Manly instinct yes. kicked in. It was the hunter-gatherer thing, I think. Don't worry, love. I'll get the toilet roll. And so, <laughs> oh, and he did. <laughs> and I did. I, t- I tell you what, that at the peak, at the peak of panic. Yeah. Flanagan to the rescue. <laughs> 57 rolls of toilet roll. Let's tell the story properly so that people don't think you went. Tell the story. Rob saved the day. (laughs) 57 (laughs) rolls of toilet roll. Later, we had neighbours knocking on the door. Can we borrow some toilet? No, we didn't. I was going to say, I I don't think we did. I was hoping for that. I was, I was kind of. You wanted to help others, didn't you? I wanted to open the garage door and start a shop. You did. Uh, anyway, you didn't. So we did get a lot of toilet roll purely by chance. So mm. it was a strange feeling going into supermarkets on my own. Because mm. I never you did didn't that. do that in the first place. It's a new experience for Rob. I had to ask where things were. <laughs> and they wouldn't speak to me because it was COVID. Yeah. And so that was the other thing about supermarket staff. Love them. <laughs> However. Yeah. As soon as COVID kicked in, it was like you weren't allowed to speak to them. No. You weren't. There was this, I mean, yes, we had all the thing about space. 
but you can still use your voice. So <laughs> you can just imagine you shouting down an aisle. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Hola. Checking I wasn't back on holiday. You know, like when you're on holiday and you're really trying to find the mayonnaise and you don't know what it's <laughs> how to say it in French. It's, it's French in Spanish. Spanish. Felt a bit like that. So these people who worked in the supermarket in the distance just kind of staring at you. Like, mm. what a, look at all these people. And then, <laughs> so then you'd get to the toilet. It was strange. So you get to the toilet roll aisle and it was bare. I was going to say there wasn't any. Nothing. Mm. Even those really rubbish ones, like the ones that- the, like The ones in the cone. Paper, sh- printer paper. Yeah, the ones in the cone shape that nobody knows how you, what they're for. <laughs> that's not loo roll, that's kitchen paper. Hey, listen, uh, during- <laughs> During lockdown, they even sold out of reams of A4 <laughs> printer paper. It was getting that bad. And so, yeah, so anyway, we could not get it anywhere. Mm. We tried all our contacts. All our connects. <laughs> all the connects were without toilet paper. Yeah. And then I remembered that fortunately through Give Social, we have a trade card at the cash and carry. We do. So I arrived at the cash and carry, all cocky and clever. About an hour before it opened, there was about 80 people already Mm. in front of me. And it was raining. Mm. And I thought, no, I've travelled 40 miles. I'm going home with toilet paper. (laughs) I was going to say, you could not have come home empty-handed. That would have not gone down well. (laughs) And then there was a sign as you walked down the queue to the back that said, limited supplies of toilet paper, Mm -hmm. one per customer. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought she's going to go mad if I only go home with one roll of toilet paper. <laughs> Sitting, I've been gone since Friday. <laughs> um, and so I panicked and I sat, I just stood there. That, that's your definition of panic buying. Yep. <laughs> and then um, I thought I'd get a few of the bits while I was there. So 400 pounds later. And a steam mop, I think. We got a steam mop. I got, I got, I got a steam mop. It, listen, you just don't, you, cleanliness, this COVID. So, yep. <laughs> I got a steam mop. Yep. Uh, 57 rolls of toilet paper. Yeah, but can we just, can we explain of... the 57? So when it said one per customer, what it meant was one crate, pretty much, of yes. toilet rolls per customer. Yes. <laughs> so not just one no, I packet. No, I didn't go in 57 times. No, exactly. Uh, yeah, the, the small. So we actually ended up, but I think we probably felt a little bit guilty afterwards because then we thought, oh no, people might think we've been panic buying when yeah. that wasn't ever the intention. Nope. And yet we've come away with this many loo rolls. It was like going to Alton Towers and they had a special on where they were giving away free something. <laughs> I'm tr- come on, I'm trying to set the scene here, Jen. Imagine you've got all these people trying to get in. You've got a queue for two hours to get in. Yeah, You get in and then there was just like the most secure area. And this area was covered by cones, security guards, barriers, and behind it was toilet roll. <laughs> and it had forklift trucks going mental, literally just riding around with big crates of toilet roll on them. And then members of staff throwing packs of 57 toilet rolls over the barrier as people caught them and they could have one in their trolley. It was ridiculous. It was crazy. So I was glad to get home. The other thing you bought, and this was my request, was some UHT milk, some long life milk. Because I, yes. this is what I mean about how it affected me weirdly. So, I didn't go out and panic buy, but for some reason I had it in my head that it was really important that we had UHT milk just in case we 
So how many times in our life we've been together a long time? <laughs> Over 15 years. <laughs> we've been together a long time, Jenna. How many times in our life have we bought UHT milk? <laughs> zero. Actually, zero occasions. But it was just the thought of just not being able to have a brew. And how many bottles of UHT you milk? You got six. We, yeah. No, sorry. How many bottles of UHT milk do we have left? <laughs> six. We've got a good few months left on them yet. I'll get them. I'll get them. Yeah, I'll find something. I'll get them we, used. We could do a whole episode on UHT milk. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't think I'll ever drink it. <laughs> do you know what? I'm going to make you either, I'll do some porridge or some cereal or something, or I'll make you brew and you'll have to tell me if you can tell. You'll be able to tell, I'm sure. But It's witchcraft. Gonna, it's witchcraft. You can't keep <sighs> milk that long, not in the fridge, and it be all right. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think we've covered panic buying. I think we probably have. Zoom parties. Where did they come from? Well... I still don't like them. These are a bit hard work, aren't they? I don't want to spend all day at work no. talking to people on a video and then finish and go, hey guys, let's mm. all meet up, have a Zoom party. A what? A Zoom party. We all get together and those things we use at work all day and we all have a party. So we have, we've had some. But- having we've said had that, some I get and it. Been lovely. We, yeah, anybody, yeah, exactly. For, for any of our friends who may <laughs> listen, they honestly, yes, absolutely good fun. But I absolutely get your point that having been eight hours on in and out of meetings. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Day. I'm sure for those who weren't working on them all day and wanted to see friends. And, mm. and let's be honest, these, it's a great way of doing it, though. These things, these technologies, have brought people closer mm. together in a time when they can't be mm. together. We that, took our friends on a tour around the new house. We did <laughs> virtually on Zoom. <laughs> we did. So um, we moved house just before lockdown. We managed to get some work done. The electrician was kicked out the hour. It was the day before the, the hour announcement, before. <laughs> wasn't it? And it, we were just... <laughs> the hour before lockdown, we knew we had everybody in. It was like... Um, we had the painter and decorator in. It's like 60 second makeover. <laughs> it really was. DIY. 60 minute makeover. <laughs> Is that what it's called? I think so. I don't think you could do it in 60 seconds. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> DIY SOS. Other programs are available, of course. Yeah, so we had a load of people in just to get something sorted inside the house. Mm-hmm. And then we went to lockdown. And then I went crazy on the DIY, but we'll talk about that shortly. Yeah. But we did give people a nice tour of our house mm-hmm. via the laptop. Yeah. And our mobile phones. Yeah. Switching. We were like multi, multi camera views. Oh, it was, yeah. I find that I got more drunk at Zoom parties than I do at normal parties. Definitely. I had a Zoom party with my <laughs> M- MBA class at university. We kind of all celebrated handing our assignments in. Mm-hmm. And I think I sat down about seven o'clock. Well, yeah, because you'd, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah oh, I did. That, I'd, you'd nipped out because that was another bit of a trick. Well, not a trick, but it was a bit of a nice little <laughs> yes. addition to the party. I, di- I, delivered, I delivered a gift to our Your senior lecturer, lecturer. Who lived around the corner. <laughs> Dropped something off at <laughs> his, his doorstep. driveway, yeah. So I dropped him some beer off and then we all went on a party um, and I just sat there with a big bottle of red wine, mm-hmm. which I finished. And, and you uh, said, oh, you go and watch one of your programmes. I'll be done in an hour. And that was at about, like you say, maybe half seven or so. 1am I, I was going to say it was midnight and I was thinking, right, well, I'll probably just, I think yeah. it's probably not coming up now. So <laughs> I'll go to sleep. I sat at the same table in the same chair for the whole period mm-hmm. and drunk a bottle of wine. 
so that was fun. Mm. And then we we played some fun games though, didn't we? We have. We we had so we had generation game. <laughs> yeah. The good ones were that like we did like the family family get togethers yes. and well you set up a whole series of different Yep. We games. did a question of sport mm-hmm. where we did what happens next. This is my, me being the tech geek trying to work out all the different things that we could do. Mm-hmm. I had the theme tune for every game show that we hosted. Mm-hmm. Bullseye with the kids. Mm-hmm. So we set up a number of different point scoring mechanisms around the house yeah. where they had to try and score points by mm-hmm. getting the hoops. Well, they had to nominate one of us three, either me, you or Billy, to be their representative. Yes. And then we had to take the shot for them. Mm. There's quite a bit of pressure. There was. On that one. There was. <laughs> um, and then we had, I'm sure lots of people had these ones, running around the house to get as many items as you could. Things like flour, bags of flour, you can't get one of those. Blue roll. Blue roll. Hand, uh, hand sanitizer, hand, hand wash. Hand sanitizer. And then the odd crazy one as well. And just yeah. having to appear in front of the laptop with those items. Mm. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. And then there was the most, I suppose, not serious, but the more... Intimate ones with just one other couple mm-hmm. having a conversation in the evening mm-hmm. over a glass of wine. <laughs> Always over a glass of wine. I, I think drinking habits have definitely changed. Yeah. Not necessarily for the better. No, I think people probably, because of the uncertainty and the, oh, I hate this word, unprecedented nature of what we were facing, people didn't really know how to deal with it. It was just all they knew was they didn't have to get up at half five in the morning for an hour and a half commute to work the next day. That is So true. people were probably more likely to have a drink midweek when they wouldn't have done normally because, oh, well, I'm not getting up first thing to a big long drive. And then people just get used to that becomes a little bit of a habit. And I think we, we did that early on, didn't we? But then after yes. I think three or four weeks, we went, hang yeah. on a minute. I think it was five weeks. <laughs> Was it five? Yeah, it was five weeks. Five weeks. In. It was a bit of a blur. <laughs> five weeks in, we decided we'd probably spent enough money on alcohol and not enough money on gym equipment. Yes. <laughs> so we thought we will reverse it. Mm-hmm. And so we decided we'd get ourselves a little bit fitter. We and did we, that for a few weeks. We did. That last, well, to be fair, yeah, we did do the couch to 5k. Oh, we did? We did the whole couch to 5k. We did from beginning to end mm-hmm. and we continued it mm-hmm. and now we're still going out. Yes, t- that's true. Three times a week. Yeah. Yeah. 5k a day. Yeah. That's 15k a week. Yeah. It's really not much, but it's something. No, but it's better than what we were doing before, which was zippity doodah. It is. I know because we're fortunate, we've got family who live nearby, haven't we? So we've got parents, your parents live within a mile of our house. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad lives only a couple of miles from here. Mm-hmm. We'd be able to walk past their house and go to the window mm-hmm. or stand on the street and they'd come to the end of the drive. Yeah. And I think they found it a bit more frustrating, didn't they? Yeah. Different things. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially when you've got very close relationships as well. So, you know, it was always a, it's always a thing with like with my, my dad, particularly and Billy, always play fighting and wrestling with each other. And, you know, my mum never put him down. You know, he's always... So, you know, he's glued to my mum's side. It's been really, really hard mm. and a lot harder than you than you think, really. It, it, certainly at first, Billy would want to run straight up to his yes. nanny or his granddad. Yeah. And you'd have to go, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, certainly from Billy's perspective, he got used to that two metre rule really quickly. And he actually, not in a frightened way, but he got used to it. And he, and he would point it out. He'd say, oh, no, stand back. Or he'd, and he'd, he'd make a point of it, but not in a way that he was frightened or overly worried. He just knew it was a thing he had to do. And he likes following yeah. the rules, which is helpful. But yeah, I think it was it was quite tricky that well it still is been well, he's still not. Yeah, and that's the now. thing, we still can't 
still can't mm. go for a hug. We can see them in the garden. Mm. Uh, we can have one of them in the house. Mm. And uh, like we've had birthdays. He's had a birthday. You've had a birthday. Yeah. No kisses and hugs. No. So yeah, I think that's something, the physical distancing, social distancing. Physical is. distancing is a good way to describe it, isn't it? Because it isn't. It's not social distancing. It's not social distancing at all. If anything, people have found new ways to be social mm. and give social. Hey. God, <laughs> never mind. But. Every episode, ladies and gentlemen. I'll, I'll find a way. We will I squeeze will. it in. We will. Um, yeah. So physical distancing is the way that I like to describe it because that's exactly what it is, isn't it? It's. Mm. I've never heard you say that before. Have you not? No. I might because I say a lot of work. Yeah. But I like it. Mm. Physical distancing. Because if you think about, you know, how important it is to have connections with people, especially when you're going through times of change, mm. social distancing is a really tricky way to describe it because that's not really what you're suggesting people do. You're not suggesting that people, you are suge- su- suggesting that they isolate physically if they're poorly or they've got symptoms or you just keep your distance from people, but you're not saying that you don't socialize in other ways. So it's. That's true. Mm. But when we were out on our walks, yeah. we did get to see lots of things in the local area that mm. we never really did before. Well, no, bear in mind, I've lived in this, other than moving away for a few years and coming back, lived here all my life really. And then I was seeing pictures on Facebook of my friends in the village who've gone for walks and I've gone, Oh, where's that? And they've said, Oh, it's just, you know, down past the farm, just go down the bumpy lane. And that's why, and you go, oh, I didn't even know that lane was there. And you find out new little places to explore. We're very lucky. We have a, we have lots of farmland near where we live. Um, Quite a few nurseries that still been trying to keep on top of growing the flowers and the plants and things like that. And, and, but what it does make for is some lovely walks. Mm -hmm. And I think before this, We'd have never have said, oh, it's five o'clock. Let's go for our walk. Mm, yeah. Because five o'clock was our walk. Yeah, it was. And then we'd let him take his bike. Mm-hmm. And for a, probably, certainly a good f- six weeks, we did it every single day. Oh, yeah. I think we stopped doing it every day when he, he, who's he? <laughs> Mr. Johnson, <laughs> the Prime Minister. Yes. Yeah, I think when the Prime Minister announced you can go further than... It's almost like you can have more than one in form of exercise a day. Yes. Then yeah. that's when we kind, we kind of, of went, oh. Yeah, well, we don't need to walk anymore. <laughs> I don't feel like it's not even a thing. It's not a thing anymore, we'll is it? We'll just so? drive somewhere. We could, we could drive somewhere and have a long walk. Yes, let's do that. Then we drove somewhere. And drove home again. Mm. <laughs> the long walks disappeared. Yeah. And we drove somewhere, let Billy out on his bike. We sat on a bench. Oh, do you know what I've been brilliant? <laughs> well, right, do you know what's been brilliant for children to learn bikes during lockdown? Mm. Pub car parks. <laughs> Big, empty pub car parks. Yeah. yeah. We, we got Billy a new bike just... Um, it was his birthday. For his birthday. Mm. And so I just... Take him around random pub car parks. Nobody in there. Go, <laughs> go be free as a bird. <laughs> yeah. But then you'd get funny looks from people driving past. They would just see a man stood alone in a pub car park. Just looking like he was missing. Looking like. <laughs> missing his local. Yeah. Staring at the window. Yeah. Let's talk about DIY. Yeah. I think that, I've, go on. Everyone's been doing it. They have. Inside, and, outside especially. I think it's the, the, the point is, is that you're at home, you're in the same four walls all the time. And if you're not going for your, your walk, that, that was it. You, your attention is very much drawn to the various, you know, marks on the wall where there's been a picture hook or, you know, <laughs> shed in the garden that, need, that needed painting. 
Just painting. Yes. It just needed painting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Who's going to tell this story? You, you, you was your shed. Was my shed. We, we moved into the house. We were going to, we had lots of plans for mm-hmm. things we we're going to do inside the house. Mm-hmm. And then one day I went outside and looked at the our shed. Now the shed had been there, apparently has been there for many, many years, built by the man who lived here. And he'd lived here 50 years. Yes. So the man who lived here, not before us, but before the people who lived here before <laughs> us. And he built this shed, which he was very proud of. Mm. I went out to paint it. Well, I went out to look at it and decided it needed painting. Mm. And then it was on the floor. <laughs> and it took down a hedge with it. Oh, it, yeah. Part of the conifer came down. I just gave it a little rock and thought, it's not it's not as stable as people make out. This long-standing... Just, get, just borrow this hammer. Just get this hammer here. Knock that little bit of wood there. Well, and Oh, look. I didn't borrow a hammer. I borrowed an, an axe. An axe. <laughs> A blunt axe. It's an axe and an axe. <laughs> and so then mm. decided I was going to pull down the shed to make space. I don't know what for. <laughs> and so. But we, then what happened? We pulled the shed down. Yeah. But this was the birth. <laughs> this was the reincarnation mm. of Mr. DIY. Rob. To was reincarnate, born. there must have been something there before, but I can't say that this is this is new previous this is life. Intact, previous because well, okay well i didn't know that <laughs> people this happens to people all the time jenna they go through their life not realizing they've got these hidden skills <laughs> from a skills? from a previous life yeah okay and suddenly emerged like a phoenix from the flames <laughs> rob the diy expert <laughs> so i started small yeah i built a bar yes it was a bar out of pallets pallets Everybody does it. It's all, it's very Pinterest. Mm. It's, uh, um, but it was great. Yeah. It was sturdy. And what happened was you went to a well-known DIY store to get some paint for the bar and came back with some masonry paint as well as the paint. I did. Which then became my job to paint all of the masonry, all the fence posts, all oh, yes. the fence panels. Oh, and then the fence panels themselves, they got painted as well. Yes. So let's go on a journey with this. Okay, go on. So we've got the, we've got a, some pallets. A mate yeah. of mine had a pallet. Yeah. I went, I could do something with that. So I got the pallet. I built a bar. It did take me two hours to put the first screw in. Who helped you to understand where the screw needed to you go? Ha- you helped I, me with the first screw. I gave you an epiphany of how to attach two crates together. The problem I had was that the whole to put the screw in was longer than the screw. Now, mm. unless you're an expert, you wouldn't know what that was on about. <laughs> it's very this technical is very, explanation. <laughs> this, I'm, I'm, I apologise to the listeners that I'm taking them, uh, you know, into advanced DIY. In the <laughs> probably weren't expecting this level of... Uh, <laughs> but the hole was longer than the nail. And so we, I had, I had great difficulty joining this up. It was, the, it was the fact that you couldn't screw a hole deep enough into the two pallets. That's the same thing. Oh, right. And so eventually Jenna came out, pointed me in a direction. Yeah. And I was away. Why don't you try that? Oh, it worked. And then you did the rest of it. I did do the rest of it. And oh, tell them about your corners on the top of the bar. Oh, so I, I, I found, I found, and I did find this because I've never used it before. Mm-hmm. Apparently I got it as a birthday present. Mm. I found a jigsaw. 
Now, mm-hmm. not a jigsaw that you put together. The, this jigsaw, you plug in and it makes corners. It's got a blade on it. It's got a blade on it and it makes corners. Mm. So I made a corner for the bar. Yeah. And then I was away. That was it. So we've got a bar. Now I've got a shed mm-hmm. that's been knocked down mm-hmm. and a big space. Mm-hmm. Somebody suggested, I, I, I better say who this someone is, yeah. our highly talented, yeah. uh, multifaceted, very creative, very creative stepfather yeah. of Jenna's, mm-hmm. suggested that, that we could have some decking and another shed tucked mm-hmm. away in the corner. Mm-hmm. But we'd have to remove some trees. But we may have to remove some trees. We may have to. A bit of groundwork was, <laughs> was how we put it in the trade. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Those guys in the trade call it a bit of groundwork. Yeah. So we, we, we cleared the space and he taught me how to build decking. Mm-hmm. Well, he told me where to buy it. <laughs> I paid for it. Uh, somebody delivered it. Yeah. Uh, he. But he let you shadow him. He did. While he. I learned. I, I, listen, I was a lucky for the day. Yeah, yeah. So I learned lots of different things. Mm-hmm. One of them being. Now I'm going to blow people's minds here. Go Are you on. ready? The three, four, five method. <laughs> Easy for me to say. The yeah. three, four, five method mm-hmm. changed my life. Yes. Right angles. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Do it in front of yourself now. Do it on the table. Do it in your head. Go along three times. So see, I've got it wrong already. Right. Just go along. <laughs> Just go along. Go along what with you? Just your hand? Yeah, yeah. Here we are. We're doing it. Fingers. Yeah. Just go along. Yeah. Imagine three. So one, two, three. Okay. Now one, go. One, two, three. Yeah. Now go up four. One, two, three, four. Yeah. Now, the line from where you started. Yeah. To the line where you finished will measure five. Jen's nodding. <laughs> If you have, what, oh, if what? you have a perfect right angle, mm. that that's it. Right. Now this, now this absolutely blew my mind. <laughs> I feel like I'm now an insider in the building trade. The, the thing was though, is that some of your friends who are actually in the building trade and who actually know how this stuff works, when they heard you say three, four, five, yep. it's like meerkats. They're like, huh? <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> it's like, what's he on Just, about? Knowing that, you know, Rob for the past 30 odd years has never once held a conversation for a length of time around anything like that. And everyone thought, oh my goodness me, what on earth has happened to him? See, we're giving away free lessons in our second episode. People, you, you're getting value for money. This, this. is, this not is, even paying for it. This, this, this is, is just extra stuff. Always giving. See. Always giving. Yes. It's yes. nearly time to wind up the show. It is. Um, we have changed the way we shop. Yeah. We've changed the way we shop massively. Mm-hmm. We had a, it was an experience when we went to buy a toy for Billy mm-hmm. with his birthday money. Yeah. They just reopened the shops. It was only a couple of weeks back. And unfortunately, the place that we went to that we knew was a single place where we could buy a toy. Mm-hmm wasn't it was open but they had no toys so we had we had the risk of an upset child Mm -hmm. across the way Mm. was a famous shopping center yes 
in the Northwest that we kind of gave each other the look and said, do we risk it? It's that secret parent look when you don't say something out loud in case either A, the other one disagrees or B, you can't do it for some other reason. And it's that you're trying to exchange the nod and the wink and the shall we without <laughs> knowing. What's that noise? Is that what you just did? Did you just look at me and go, oh, oh. <laughs> I don't think I did, no. But anyway, it wasn't meant to <laughs> come out just like do that. do it again. No, well, I don't, I can't even, I don't even know what I did. So anyway, so nudge, so nudge, we, wink, wink. <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Shall we go over to uh, the toy shop? The toy shop mm-hmm. in the big shopping centre. The big toy shop, yeah. We decided yes. Mm-hmm. I wish we'd decided no. Mm. It was just an awful experience. And not because it was busy. It wasn't busy, was it? If it was busy, we weren't going to park and we weren't mm. going to go in. We said that when we started. Mm. We drove in. We thought, oh, this isn't busy. Mm. In fact, it was really quiet. Mm. So we, we were then stopped by a man who insisted on telling us all the rules, which is right for him No, to quite, do. yeah, quite right, yeah. He's, we, we need to know the rules. Yeah. Um, I felt a bit sorry for him because he was saying the same thing to oh. everyone who walked in the door. Well, I said to him when we came past, I said, you need to record that into a dictaphone and just press play and smile. Because <laughs> yes. you're going to have to just keep saying it over and over again. And then we made a beeline straight. Well, the the agreement, the silent agreement that we made <laughs> with our eyes was that we weren't going to any other shop, any other no. shops at all. Because to be honest, only half of them were open anyway. But the decision was we weren't going to any others. We were straight into that shop. Now, we were good because we had our face masks on. Ah, we, we had, did. We had our face masks on in the car. Mm. We had our face masks on as soon as we got out of the car to mm-hmm. go into the shop. So we were wandering through this big shopping centre, the three of us with our face masks on. Mm-hmm. Loads of people weren't. Yeah. And then we had to queue outside a shop, the the shop that mm-hmm. we were going to. Um, it was a famous shop. We can probably say the Disney shop. Yeah. I'm sure that's fine. Yeah. Um, and we were queuing for ages. And all these people queuing who didn't have masks on. And we were like, why are we queuing? Yeah. And then we realised we were queuing because they were giving everybody a face mask. Mm. And then they were telling people how to use a face mask mm-hmm. before they could come into their shop. Mm. But, but they were they were trying to manage the number of people going in as well. So oh, I think yes. it was only sort of like maybe four groups of people of up to three at a time, wasn't it? Something like mm. that. It was only really limited numbers. And like you say, quite rightly, but it just wasn't enjoyable, was it? It wasn't the shopping experience that you're used to. And there was no, you didn't really want to no. spend really much time in there. It was just a case of, right, can you see what you want? I think we'd spent- Get the, it and go. I think the least spent, amount of time ever. Yeah. If, if I said 20 minutes, I'm probably pushing Oh, it. I was going to maximum. Yeah. Mm. That brings me nicely into- members of the public Mm -hmm. because I can't not speak about members of the public. Mm. And I have a view about some of the way that some people have been during COVID, Mm. but let's not dwell on that too much. No, no, we don't know. But I do think that we have learned a lot about each other. Mm -hmm. It's interesting when you look at other people Mm. and you see how they behave. Mm. And it's all over the news, you know, the day after announcing lockdown is eased. Mm. Or beginning to ease. Beginning to ease. Coronavirus has not gone away. Mm. Um, We're just seeing what it's like if we let people do a little bit more. Mm. We end up with thousands of people on a beach Mm. or loads of big parties, illegal raves. And, And then 
we moan because we're in lockdown. Mm. Then we moan because we're not allowed to do this and we're not allowed to do that. And mm. At the end of the day, my view is this is something that we have never, ever mm. dealt with, seen mm. before. We're not getting into politics. We no. never get into politics. No. However, I have some sympathy for those who are in charge of trying to tell people Mm. what they should do mm. could be the police could be the government could be fire ambulance whoever mm-hmm. it may be there are members of the public who just take it too far every mm. single time mm. what i wanted to finish on was something positive mm, definitely and through what this show is all about mm-hmm. what we do is all about is making people feel good and there are so many different ways in which we've made people feel good mm-hmm. um Throughout COVID-19, loads mm-hmm. of people have done loads of amazing things. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of it's been for the benefit of helping people mm-hmm. who maybe don't have much, mm-hmm. whereas other bits have just been... Just kindness, just helping out neighbours who have been shielding or isolating, going and getting some shopping for them, dropping it off, or, you know, even just the the clapping for carers. All of those different things have been just a a real show of community spirit and people coming together and finding opportunities to help each other. And community spirit is probably the the thing that mm. um, is highlighted in our next guest who we're going to speak to very briefly mm-hmm. about some of the things that he's done. Uh, and his name's Neil. So hopefully you should be able to hear the conversation I had with Neil earlier mm-hmm. now. Neil, it's Rob Flanagan. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, Rob? I'm awesome. Listen, we've been having a chat about COVID-19 and all the amazing things that people have been doing. Um, I've been talking all about some of the amazing things that you were doing. And one of the ones I want to speak to you about today was uh, Play Your Cards Right. Just tell us what happened with Play Your Cards Right and where it came from. Um, Basically, I've been working at Chile Football Club and trying raising money for... Darren House at the, the home games, I was doing play your cards right. So when we got into this lockdown where nobody could get out of the house apart from one your one daily exercise, um, and there were lots of people on the Facebook and Twitter doing lots of singing, and as people know, I only do Sweet Caroline, so singing wasn't an option. <laughs> um, so I thought, what could we do? And I thought we could, we could want to be a bit more interactive with people so they could get involved and trying to raise a few quid as well. So I thought of playing play your cards right. And then you've got to start thinking, how are we going to do this? So tell us, how did you do Play Your Cards Right with everybody at home? So we did it through Facebook Live. So we opened up um, a registration, um, which started off with about 40, 50 people playing on the first week. And on week 14, we had just short of 200 people. And I spent Sunday morning writing everybody's names down and giving them a number. So people commented on a on a post that you put out and then you would add their name to the list. Yep. And then throughout the day, um, people would get the number. And then when we went live with it, it's quite nerve jangling after you've got to tidy your house and tidy your kitchen and make sure everything's all sparkling, which is a good excuse for cleaning up in COVID. Because you did just go live on Facebook, didn't you? In your house. And, and if I remember right, it was in your kitchen. Yeah, in my kitchen. My daughter with an iPad, the wife with a supercomputer phone. Um, and I just... I was there for the looks and the charm, the sophistication. Um, and you had some funny outfits as well. I had my Heidi High outfit, which, um, which got some nice comments. Um, I think I grew it actually a bit too big. I got some braces in the last week to kind of try and keep my pants up. Fantastic. Um, but basically we just had a, a number generator. And if your number came out, you had literally 20 seconds to give me a call live. Um, 
And then you just went through the process of going from 10 cards, higher and lower, down to one. Um, I had some very good friends who threw in some prizes because yep. I wanted to, I didn't want to charge people doing it. I wanted it to be fun and interactive and people to get involved. Um, so I, I threw some good friends in from Domino's Dev, who's not called Dev, he's called Paul. Um, but we're calling Dev anywhere. <laughs> and he threw in some pizza vouchers. Um, I had Gary just throwing in MOTs and we had one lady who gave me 14 bottles of Prosecco. So it was um, so it was proper almost bullseye prizes it, it, as well. It wasn't really it? was, yeah. And I always felt really bad when people lost, especially when they got so close. When you have a when you have a queen and then a king comes out, and you've gone lower. I felt them being distraught. But it was just about raised, trying to raise some money. I think in, in twelve weeks we raised just short of three thousand pounds. Fantastic. Twelve weeks, people in the houses, ringing up, having a game of play your cards right, getting a few local businesses to throw some prizes in, and you managed to raise three thousand pounds. Yeah, incredible, really. Absolutely fantastic. Neil, we're going to be speaking to you in the next couple of weeks about everything that you do because there's some amazing stuff that we've witnessed and supported and everything else over the years uh, that we've managed to watch you do. And absolutely fantastic, all in aid of charity and fantastic local causes. So, Neil, thanks a lot. And we're going to speak to you very soon when you've got your very own episode. I'm looking forward to it. How good is Neil? He's brilliant. Everything that Neil's been doing during COVID-19, some of the things that he's got himself involved in, some of the people that he's helped, the activities that he's got people just involved in on Facebook, play your cards right, was absolutely (laughs) brilliant. We played along Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of times. Now, just to say that we're going to be speaking to Neil exclusively dedicated Mm -hmm. whole episode because there is so much more about Neil that I want people to know. Yeah. And you used the word community spirit earlier. Mm -hmm. This man epitomizes Mm -hmm. what it means to have community spirit and to Mm -hmm. bring joy into the less fortunate, Mm -hmm. but also to bring people together Mm -hmm. for for good stuff. And creative ways of giving to people and getting people involved. Yes. So... Keep your ears out because next week um, or the week after, we will be speaking to Neil Mm -hmm. all about everything that he's done. But for now, it's time for us to finish today. But before then, why not join our Facebook group, Give Social, or head on over to our website, givesocial.co.uk. We've got some really special things lined up for subscribers and Facebook followers, giveaways, guides, and free tips. So don't miss out. So for now, that's us, but we'll see you all next week for more Give Social. Bye-bye.